So you just got finished getting your college diploma or getting some type of certification. Now it's time for the big time, right? You're going to start off. You're going to go out, get yourself hired. You're going to be the CEO. No, no, actually. Sorry, guys. We're just going to talk this week. We're going to be talking about how, why you have to actually start out rowing a dinky before you can actually get into a yacht. This week on episode 101 of the Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about why you need to start out rowing a dinghy before you can actually get into that yacht and all the uh, steps and things along those lines and tips and tricks and hints and all that stuff that you're going to need to be able to transition out of that dinghy all the way up to where you get a little bit bigger boat and a bigger boat and a bigger boat until you finally wind up in that big old yacht. Because yeah, it is actually possible to get into a yacht, but you have to start knowing how to navigate with a dinghy. But before we do that, want to go ahead and just welcome all the new folks who are in listening to the show. Guys, thank you so much for letting me come uh, come to you and talk to you each week about uh, different men's issues, men's mindset and things along those lines. I want to help you guys to be able to get out of that victim mindset. Stop playing the nice guy. Start going out and taking charge of your life and becoming the men that your family and society actually need to be able to get get out of your own way and to be able to live that life that you want on your own terms. And so if you come across and you're listening to this particular episode and you find that there's something that was said that just really rings a bell, rings true, you find get some type of value out of this man, just Share this out. Share this this episode out. Share the the show itself out if you want to uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the other different social media sites out there. Help to attract, get other guys to notice that Relax Mail is here and that we're trying to grow a a movement of men who are d- destined to become great, destined to become the men that they that like I said that society actually wants. In the world, they, they want to try to, to, to beat us down, try to minimize what masculinity is. And in all reality, the problems that they're having in, in society now are because strictly because we don't have that masculinity in place. So today I wanted to just talk about starting out and climbing that. Some people may call it the corporate ladder, but even if you are trying to start your own business, there is Certain things that you want to do. So many of us want to start off at the, at the head of the, uh, the line. We want to be able to get up to the head of the line and not have to do all that little bitty minuscule crap work that takes place all the way up to the place where we can be the CEO of, of a company or whatever position that you actually are striving for. Cause I remember when I was young, I got, uh, started working i was always starting out at the 
bottom of the totem pole. I was always down low, uh, low enough. I was in the mail room or something like that. And no matter where I started, it was always at the entrance level. It's always entrance level. It's like, geez, man, I'm not getting making any money. And you, you know, you go up and you see the, what the, uh, what the higher ups are doing and doesn't look like they're really doing much work at all. They're just kind of standing around. They talk to a bunch of people. They just kind of, it looks almost looks like they just socialize and they don't do anything and they get paid so much more money than what your little scrawny butt is just busting on, busting on to, to just make ends meet. And they're just kind of able to stand around and, and do nothing. And I get how that can be. I can get how that looks because that's where so many society people in society these days are are screaming about. That's why they they throw such a fit about you know the big corporations and the CEO getting this you know the golden parachute and all this other stuff. It sounds like it's not fair. It's not fair that they don't get that these guys who higher up don't do anything while the little work the common man is out there breaking his back for the uh, for the CEO of that big big. Uh, conglomerate that's just eating people's souls and spitting them out wasted men i can see how that would be viewed as that but i can tell you that it's not actually the case at all there's a reason why the ceo gets paid as much as he does there's a reason why the the lowly little uh entrance level uh mailroom guy is gets paid just a hair over minimum wage. There's a reason for that. And it's not a bad thing. And now reality, that is the fact that you don't get paid much on the low end and you get paid a lot at the top end should be actually viewed as, Hey, that is incentive to see if I can get myself up higher. Yet so many of us don't want to look at that as incentive. I just want to have this low area, have no responsibility, have no, no, uh, no worries. I just want to make a million dollars and not sweat it. Well, sorry, dude, but life doesn't work like that, doesn't now, does it? No, you have to have a certain level of responsibility and be able to handle that responsibility and have a certain level of organization in your life and have certain things in place before you can even get up to the point to where you can make the types of money that a CEO does. If you were to just suddenly be handed you know, the salary of say, whoever the CEO of, of General Motors is, you would melt down, especially you'd at first you'd be like, yeah, I know what to do. I can go off and I can start pay- getting all my bills paid off and I could go buy a brand new car and I can go do this and this and this and this. And yeah, taking the money and playing with it is real easy. But the funny thing is, is that you will blow through his salary before you even know it, because you will actually be so far out of your comfort zone with that type of money, because you don't understand what the taxes are about it and how to manage that money. And there's a lot of skill that is involved to be able to have millions of dollars. That's why millionaires have millions of dollars, because they know how to think of it. Are there people out there who are you know, third generation trust fund babies? Yeah, yeah, they're out there and they don't know what it's like to not have money. But they have been raised with a mindset that is a completely different mindset than someone who has been born with little to no money. I remember growing growing up, first getting married. I mean, we struggled to, to see if I had enough money to be able to make it across the Coronado Bridge so I could get to work over over on uh, over at the uh, the 
over at the naval base. I was, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, how, it's like a dollar fifty, two dollars. I forget exactly how much it was, but it was us scrambling and, and digging through, you know, change drawers and things like that to see if we could collect just enough money to be able to go across the toll bridge. That was, that was life. Or if I didn't have enough, it's like, okay, well, I've got enough for, for a bus ticket. So I've got to get up early, early in the morning to be able to make it to, uh, to the ship on time. You have to be able to learn how to manage that money. And that one of the first things you, you learn due to life is how do you manage it? Now, a lot of times we blow the money because we want stuff that actually comforts us instead of what actually will help us. So you have people who go off and they will, Instead of holding on to 20 bucks, they'll go off and they'll buy, you know, a six pack of beer or a 12 pack of beer and they'll enjoy that the night. It's like, ah, I deserve it anyhow. Well, okay. That's your decision if you think you deserve it. But with, does that uh, 12 pack of beer actually serve you or is that 12 pack of beer or that 20 bucks being applied to a piece of equipment that you need to be able to achieve your goal? Does that serve you better? And that's what a lot of us don't do. We also go off and we'll buy new sh- clothes, new shoes, uh, things along those lines, just so that we feel the nice hit, uh, endorphin hit because we were able to go off and buy something new. And it's like, Oh yeah, I feel better about myself. I get, I spent my, my rent check on, on a pair of shoes. Cause you know, two weeks down the road, just like, Oh, oh. Oh yeah, dude. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have the uh, rent to this week. I've got to figure out what to do. And so you may delay the, the pain of that. So there are skills that you have to learn and that's why it's always better. Yeah. It may be seem like it's nice if you could get out of college and immediately boom, be in a, you know, a $500,000 a year job. That would be sweet if that actually happened. But again, like I said, you don't have the skills that are needed to be in a $500,000 a year job. You may have enough skills and stuff to be in a $100,000 a year job. You may have become an engineering student and boom, voila, you've making $1,200 a year. That may work out okay. But to make $500,000, there's a lot more steps in there that you need to know how to do before you can start making that type of scratch. A lot of us have the problem of just thinking, uh, thinking wrong, thinking of the wrong things. We think uh, a lot of times we will have a victim mindset. Well, it's not fair that he, the CEO, is getting all, uh, making all that money, while us, us common men, uh, you know, the working man is is not able to uh, make ends meet. And it may not seem fair, but you don't know what that CEO went through to go from where he is now to. From where he started. Yeah, he may be a CEO now, but a lot of times you pay attention. They started out in the mailroom or they started out as a salesman. They started out at, on the low man, low end of the totem pole and they busted their butt. They didn't have the thought of, of being a victim. Oh, he's just taking advantage of me. He's just, you know, he's, they're, they're just, uh, they're just trying to make sure that they make as money, much money off of my back. You know, those types of victim oriented lines of thinking that victim oriented mindset also causes you to have a scarcity mindset and the scarcity mindset causes you to actually have to keep your resources closer to you instead of being able to spread them out and share them out like with as somebody with an abundant mindset has because when a person with an abundant mindset they're going to share 
everything. They're going to have an idea. They're going to go talk to somebody and share that idea. And they're going to, they're going to form it and they're going to talk to other people and talk to other people and get ideas on how to actually get stuff going. Come up with a new idea, a different way, different way to defer a feline, as they say. You have to be able to prove yourself. And instead of sitting there going, well, they owe me for doing all my work. No, no, they don't owe you diddly squat. They don't owe you a managerial position. You've got to go out and you've got to bust your butt to be able to prove that you are, are worthy of that managerial position, you know, that assistant manager, or even just, you know, the supervisor of the, of the, of the block of cubicles or whatever it is that you are, wherever you start at to be able to get to that next level, you've got to prove that you know how to do stuff to be able to handle that increased amount of responsibility, that increased amount of organization, because each level has more organization, more uh, responsibility, and that can overwhelm people. A lot of times, people who go, jump in to uh, get a kind of a taste of what a uh, CEO is, they realize, holy crap, they make so many decisions. I never realized they made. They have to, they're making choices on you know, whether this is being done. How do, how do you take the, uh, take this one department and why do we need to move it over into another, another building? How do they, they are seeing things from a hundred thousand foot view instead of just the little 30,000 foot view. And while you're, if you're the new guy, you're probably only seeing it from about a 10 foot above the ground type of view. You're not seeing nearly the, as big of a picture as what the CEO is. He's got the vision. He's got the idea. And so that's why a CEO gets a lot more pay than what the, the lowly worker does. So to be able to work yourself up into a yacht, you've got to change how you view the world. You've got to see a any task that is assigned to you as that's the most important task in the world. Kind of like the janitor who goes out and he you always sees him you always see him happy. He's out there just a mopping up a storm. He's getting taken care of stuff. He's not going, well, this is just crap and blah blah blah. No, he's taking it uh, he's taking full responsibility of what he's supposed to be doing. He's getting stuff done. He's getting things taken care of. Will he ever go out of of uh being a janitor, we don't know. He may not even want to. Maybe he's been offered to be be a, a higher position of uh, for his uh, for his division, and he may have passed it down because he doesn't see himself going above where he's at. Maybe he's just actually enjoying being that janitor. He knows his job. He is good at that job. Damn it! And he wants to make sure that this place looks the best in the world. If you can take what, what you're supposed to do and you can own it like that, where that is your job, you're the owner of what you're supposed to be doing, then guess what? You're probably going to rise up out of the ranks a lot faster if you're working on it and busting your butt. But if you're sitting there going, well, I ain't going to work that hard because they're just going to use, use me up and they're not going to even try to advance me. They're, they're going to let the, the, the backstabber, you know, Johnson over on the other, on the other side of the, of the, office they're going to promote him and he doesn't do anything other than you know steal ideas from everybody that's a scarcity mindset that is a victim mindset and he's you're right you're not ever going to get promoted because you have those that type of line of thinking you also have to have different types of skills as i said these skills from when you're in a different uh, 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 a low level position there are skills that you have to learn how do you clean 
you know, if you're starting at McDonald's, you may start out being the dishwasher. Well, you got to know how to clean the dishes, right? So that you, when you pick up a pan and going to be at the grill, you can see, oh, this pan's not clean. It's not sanitary. I'm not going to serve something that's going to be in a dirty pan. You have to be able to have that type of pride in each step that you go up to be able to actually even, you know, have the opportunity to excel to another area before you become assistant manager, shift leader, whatever it is. You have to have different skills and every position in a job gives you an opportunity to learn those skills. And if you don't think you're learning the skills, talk to the boss and go, hey, I would like to get uh, have a little more responsibility in the area. How can I actually get some more responsibility? What can I do? What can I help you with? Can I take something off your plate? And your manager may go, you know what? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got five projects that are going on here. Take this project and do it. If the if you talk a boss and your manager into actually taking handing over a project over to you, you better be damn sure you're going to bust your butt. You better sweat your tail off making sure that becomes the best project known because he's giving you a shot. And if you fail, well, you're probably going to stay in the low levels for a couple more years before he gives you another shot. You've got to prove yourself. When you're given ideas and you're given uh, suggestions, you can either take it and you can run with it and you can show your boss that, hey, you have the responsibility to be able to become a higher level or you can actually show them that I don't have that type of responsibility. I don't want that type of responsibility. And you're going to slough it off and you're going to let it go and you're going to blame other people for your shortcomings. You also need to know that even if you do really good and say you he hands you a project and you just knock it out of the park, it's the best launch uh, of whatever project it was to to date for a a uh, for for whatever widget y'all are your company releases. That advancement is not going to be something that's instant. It will be remembered, and you know a month, even a year down the road, they may go, hey. We've got a new position come open. I think you'd be a perfect fit for it. And then they will lift you up. But you've got to be able to show them that you are consistent. Consistency is the key. You have to be consistent with what you're doing. Always be consistent. And if you screw up, again, you're going to add some time to what your original deadline is. You've got to have a goal in mind. Where do you want to get? Make sure that you get to that goal. Are you wanting to be say, uh, a uh, being a, man- a manager in three years. Well, you're going to have to find a way of being able to show everybody that you've got what it takes and know that if you mess that up, you know, in three years, okay, it's not going to be three years. It's probably going to be four years. I screwed up a couple times. And you have to work as if your goals depend on it. Make sure that you take that responsibility. Ask for more responsibility. Don't bitch and groan about about a project or a task that your your manager gives to you. Because if you do, that's going to push you back also. You're not going to get into those higher positions if you're like, golly, I, I hate putting on stamps. Why do I have to put the stamps on? Well, because you're in the mail room. So just put the stamps on and get them done as quick as possible. Bust, bust your butt. Get it done. Get it out of there. Get it shoved out of the way so then you can go and do something else and just continue to be the, you know, the energizer bunny of that department. If you're, if you've asked your boss and you're like, Hey, you got anything else for me? And he goes, No, not really. Look around. You see what needs to be done. Oh, wow. Everything is just dustier and crap in here. All right. Well, grab, you know, 
a squirt bottle and, and a rag and just start dusting, pushing a broom, doing something, always be working, get always motivated, pushing the, the company forward in some way. Yeah. You can clean, you can dust, you can, you can, you, know, you can pick up trash. You can do a, a whole lot of things, you know, you might need to rearrange the, uh, some shelves, do something that you can do in the, uh, in between little tasks that you may be having to do. Uh, so, all this stuff also goes for starting your own business because a lot of people are like, well, I ain't going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to do my own business. Well, there's a lot of business stuff that you have to learn to run your own business. And if you're not, if you've not ever gone to school for it, or even if you have gone to school, because, you know, theory and, and practical are two different gritters altogether. You can have, be listening to what a, what your, business teachers and professors are teaching you in college. And if you actually look at it, most of the time they've never ran a business before. They're just running off a theory. So to be able to learn impractical is a completely different animal altogether. So you're going to find out, Oh, it's not so easy to just go get a business license. You have to do this and this, 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 then you get your business license. And then from there, it's still not, you know, you've still got to figure out how do you actually talk to people to bring customers in. Once you got all those customers, how do you organize the sessions right so that you can actually take care of each one of those those customers in an efficient form, where they're happy and they're they're taken care of. On top of that, as the money comes in, you've got to figure out how do you how do you balance the books? How do you uh, pay for everything, make sure you have enough money set aside for taxes and all this. You start getting employees. Well, there's even more headache that's involved because you'll actually find out that you probably actually have to pay people, whatever you are paying people a month, take that amount a month, double it. And that's probably what you're going to have to start paying total for what the government wants uh, their cut of and insurance and everything else that's going on. It, you're going to see that the uh, the back end of, of hiring an employee is a heck of a lot more expensive than just paying an employee. There's a lot of different things that go on. So, yeah, you've got different hats. You're going to have to be an accountant bookkeeper. You're going to have to be the salesman. You're going to have to be the big idea guy. You're going to have to be the, the beta tester of whatever. You're going to have to do all these different hats. And then on top of that, if you're married and when you go home, you still have to be husband and dad and lover and and, uh, uh, you know, handyman and, and all the other hats that require to be in a, to run a family. So there's times that you will, you can't just sit back and rest on your laurels, because especially when you're getting a business first started, because you may get a business up and going and it's like, oh, you got several customers in. All right. Yeah. This is good. I don't even have to worry about this no more. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait a minute. My, my, my income is dropping. Oh, I've I got to get kicked back in. And you know, and I got to, you've got to work twice as hard just to get yourself back up to the momentum that you had before. And a lot of times, so you'll do these little roller coaster hill thing, uh, as your income, you'll do real good and it's going to drop off and you do real good and it's going to drop off and you're going to do real good. And that will keep on for a while until you can figure out, Hey, let's just keep the, Momentum going, you're going to keep growing up and to the right. Now, you see a lot of this, the people who think, who don't have that type of discipline, don't have the right mindset when it comes to, to, to business, when it comes to the, like the tech industry. How many businesses are created out there 
who had that have no business model at all created. They get the idea. They got a great program and app set up out there, and then they get put it out there. Everybody loves it. And, oh yeah, and all there's even using the app and the and the information that comes in and goes out. That transfer of information from them and their central servers is going to cost them money. And the more people that hit that those central servers is going to cost them more money. That's why you see them spend billions there do uh, do venture funding and try to get millions of billions of dollars in just so that they could turn around and burn through it. They try to get themselves a long enough runway simply for the fact that they want to try to get it sold. And in all reality, that's not a business. That is a, that's just testing market feasibility. Is there any way to actually make money off of this, off this idea? I mean, it took Amazon how how many years to finally start making a profit, and their profit is still minuscule. But it's also because they fold anything that could be profit wise, fold it back into their into their 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 business, which is not a bad idea. But to to go off and run like um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud I think is still running around. <laughs> But there for a while, they were going on their, like their G, they were like on their G level, uh, uh, venture capital, uh, run. They were trying, they were trying for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time of trying to bring in some more money so that they could keep that business running. And they don't have the, the, the runway. They, cause they are living as if they're living, you know, high on the hog. They, got these, you know, million dollar mansions and they're working out of, uh, out of San Francisco and in, uh, in a high dollar suite, uh, executive suite. And they're doing all this nice stuff. And yeah, it looks cool. It sounds nice, but you know what? They're burning through money more than just to keep up airs than they are trying to actually keep the business running. And if they had flipped that around, if they stayed meager and tried to live under, you know, live off of $30,000, and apply all that money to the company itself, they probably would have found that they actually would have had a better increase. Now, I don't know. I'm not there. I'm, I'm someone who's just trying to, I'm a, I'm a one man band trying to, trying to get momentum going. So the full details of it, I don't know, but this is again is a, a lot like how, um, you know, how the low man on the totem pole is talking about the CEO. There's a lot of stuff in there. I probably am getting way completely wrong and don't, I'm talking out of my ass on. But again, I'm just going off of what I see and uh, what what it could be, what more likely is not. But, you know, still, we have to have a certain set of skills to be. If you want to be able to ride to pilot a yacht, you have to first know how to run, a, operate a dinghy from the dinghy. You may end up winding up with a bass boat and from a bass boat, a sailboat and from a sailboat or even vice versa. You may go from a dinghy to a sailboat, to a big sailboat, to a to a bass boat, to a, to a large uh, speed boat and from the speed boat up to a small yacht to a large yacht. You know, there's steps that are involved when you're trying to make that climb, when you're trying to get up high enough in the world so that you can actually become the person that you want to be. The key to it all is you have to have a vision. You have to have a goal. Where do you see yourself? And then take that idea and start laying it out. How am I going to get from place A to place B to place C to place D to place E, F, G, H, 
until I finally reach goal and then be ready to do the work to get from place A to place B. And then realize that place B and place C takes twice as much work. It doesn't take the same stuff that you got before. It's going to take the same stuff plus more about probably twice as much work to get from B to C and twice as much work to get from B to C and every level that you get up to, you're going to end up making a little bit more money and that money will show because you actually are creating more value for your customers. Remember that businesses, no matter what anybody wants to say, businesses is our trading of value for value. We run on a value for value system, trying to run off of a, Everybody contributes to something as a collective, never freaking works. It, it, capitalism and how we actually are trading ourselves, our days, our time of value, or the value that we have for that, for the money that we receive, that is a trading of value for value. You don't think you are, uh, you're not getting enough value back, then go find another way to increase that value so that you're providing enough value that they can't help but ignore. Go, dude, we're going to lose this guy and he's really awesome. Give him some more value in exchange for the value that he's giving you. See? So, guys, with that, I want to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, please go to uh, to relaxmail.com forward slash uh Apple, if you're on Apple, and rate and review. If not, go to relaxmail.com forward slash podchaser. Leave a review, uh, review and rating over at podchaser.com. That way, uh, that is kind of the IMDB of the, of the podcast world. And with that, guys, I thank y'all. Y'all take care. If you need any help, want to figure out how to get yourself going, you can go over to uh, relaxmail.com. And up at the top, you'll see Work With Brian. Click on that and fill out the form. I'd love to have it sit down, have a talk with you, and see what we can do on being able to get you onto the track so that you can go out of that dinghy into the up. So, guys, y'all take care. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.